0: series. This podcast is actually recorded in La Jolla, California. My name is Todd Hatherley and I'm the director of programming for federal publication seminars and we're a leader in federal government contracting, training, and professional development for the past 60 years. And we train thousands of businesses, federal agencies, and individuals on the legal regulatory and compliance and accounting nuances found in the federal regulations through nationwide classroom, online, and in sessions. And as I mentioned, we're in uh, La Jolla, California. It is May 4th today, and this is day three of our La Jolla week. And I am joined by Anthony Kim and Jacqueline Spalding of Capital Edge Consulting. How are you guys today?
1: Very good, Todd. Thank you
0: so much.
2: Doing great. Happy to be here.
0: Excellent. So we're going to talk a little bit about accounting systems. So uh, give us a little rundown. Well, first of all, tell me a little bit about uh, Capital Edge Consulting and what you guys do, and then we'll get into the accounting systems
1: questions. Definitely. Thank you. Um, so Capital Edge Consulting, we are 50-people-ish firm, and we have collected cadre of experts in our firm solely dedicated on providing government contract compliance consulting. Do we know how to do tax? Some of us do. Do we know how to do financial audits? Some of us do. Do we do those things? No, we don't. We provide consulting services related to government contract compliance. And some of the topics that we uh, um, cover are cost accounting, business systems, the business system that we are going to talk about. Uh, we got procurement related professionals. We got professionals that handle IT related services on software that you know uh, manages government contracts. Okay? And those professionals, kind of like Jackie, she's a Mindberg consultant, she got out of college, joined Capital Edge, and that's all she's been doing throughout her career. Very similar to me, I've been doing consulting work for about 20 some odd years, almost 25 years. And we got other folks that are in our firm, that's ex-DCAA, DCMA, Warranted Contracting Officers. You know, folks had industry experiences, right, so we got cadre of experts providing compliance related services to contractors that are doing business with the united states government
0: you have some legal experts as well
1: yes we do not have practicing attorneys in our firm but yes we do have some jds and also they provide opinions but they're not practicing, practicing attorneys, reasons, right? Correct. You go to your you know law firms for practicing attorney opinions. <laughs> That's so. right. Okay.
0: So let's look at our accounting system. So let's say I'm a small business or a business in the government contract space. Why do I care about an accounting system?
1: So if you're a small business, right, you care you care for one single reason: if you want to have cost reimbursable contracts issued to you according to Part 16. You cannot be awarded a cost plus contract unless you have an acceptable accounting system. But that's for a small business, right? But for large businesses, Jackie, what could they potentially be subject to? Penalties. Right. (laughs) Through contract clauses they sign up to, right? Mm -hmm. So why do they care? Why do small businesses care? Right? There's no penalties, as Jackie mentioned, but part 16 says you need to have an acceptable accounting system to be able to receive cost-reimbursable contract. For larger businesses that are doing business with the DOD, you may sign up to this contract clause called the business system contract clause. It's contract clause two. No.
2: 252. Go ahead. Okay. 214, 7006. Okay. 215, 7006. Yep. Okay. okay. So you sign so, up to that. 242. Yeah. Now we're just fumbling. I know we're fumbling. 252, okay. Okay. 242, 7006. There you Accounting go. Accounting system administration.
1: You sign up to that contract clause then now if you're not in compliance with some of the requirements that are called out they call it significant deficiency for now they're going to change it to material weakness very soon but if you have found to have significant deficiencies deficiency or c's your system may get disapproved then you're going to be subject to five percent five percent yeah 5% withhold on cash cover contracts. Is that bad? 5%? I don't know. I thought cash was king. So, if the government's holding 5% of your billings on your cash cover DOD contract, that can be bad.
0: So, you talk about the government. What about the audits function? Because they do come in and audit. They want to audit your systems.
1: Right, right. So, there's... um, several areas here, right? So we're talking about DoD versus non-DOD. So Jackie could touch upon DoD audits, who audits them and what to expect. Jackie. So
2: With a DoD audit, you typically see DCAA come in and these audits will be kicked off by some sort of pre-entrance meeting and then we'll go into a large scale kickoff and system demonstration. They will ask for all of your system design, policies and procedures maybe disappear for a while, and come back, and then that's going to end with what we like to call a memo of understanding of your system. Mm -hmm. So these um, would typically last, you know, could be months just for that first part, and then they're going to do transactional testing, and that can be months and months on its own. Typical look back for that transactional testing, we've seen it be anywhere from just three months all the way to the last year, and these audits, can last up to a year, sometimes even longer. We've seen them, you know, we have ongoing ones that are going a couple years right now.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. We have a client that's scheduled for an accounting system audit and DCA has, um, you know, communicated that they're budgeting about 2,500 to 3,000 hours of DCA time to conduct an accounting system audit. Multiply that by, let's say, you need two hours of resources or three hours of resources for every hour of DCA audit. That's We're a lot ta- of time. <laughs> We're talking five, ten thousand hours of internal resources potentially to support a 2,500, 3,000
0: hour audit. But the DCAA can't audit everybody, can they?
1: So they're not theoretically ad- they could, <laughs> but so they're not going to audit any anybody or everybody. They're going to audit. Those companies that are subject to the business system rule, mm-hmm. and they should be auditing these companies, should be on a regular basis, typically on a three-year rotation. They have not been doing these audits in the past. They got thing by DOD IG, okay, where, where they said, hey, you're not doing your job. Why were they not doing their job? Because they were concentrating a lot of their effort on incur cost audits and backlog, reducing backlogs to incur cost. That's kind of been memoried. So therefore now they're concentrating on more system audits. That's why a lot of our clients are getting, you know, little knocks on their door. We're gonna come and audit your accounting system. And yes, it's creating a lot of uh, difficult situation for our clients that they should have been feeling all along that it's just been prolonged. Inevitable.
0: So you talk about these audits being even a long time. I mean, it could be months and even longer than that. Years. Mm -hmm. Do you stop what you're doing? No. So what, what, what does a company do?
1: So a lot of companies cannot stop what they're doing unless they got folks doing their day-to-day job, they have to backfill additional resources to get ready and also support audit. Okay. I mean, I'm, this sounds almost like a commercial, but that's where Capital Edge comes in to assist our clients to do these heavy lifting required work to prepare for DCA audits, system audits. For example, Ms. Jackie, how many policies and procedures have you written for one single client in 2021?
2: For one single client? Okay. I would say 60 to 70. Wow, policies total, and yes. procedures. Just getting that, yeah. solely ready for the accounting system audit. Right,
1: that's just drafting policies and procedures. Think about what it takes to draft the policies and procedures. You need to gain an understanding, document your understanding, float it out there for to make sure that the process and control owners agree on what you have right. drafted, and then go up to upper management for review and approval, and then make some more. Uh, it, it's a it's a, a cyclical a thing. And we have drafted. 60, 70 policies for this one one single client client preparing for an audit because they didn't have anything in place, right? And they can't dedicate many resources to just do this because everybody's got day-to-day activity that they need to conduct, Mm -hmm. right? So that's for large clients, small clients or non-DOD clients, they're either going to, like, for example, DOE, they're going to outsource their system audits, Okay, to a third-party independent CPA firm, or your HHS, they got to do internal, um, they got they got audit, you know, function within their agency yes. to do these audits. But are they as rigorous as DCA audits? Not necessarily. But are they using DCA audit program to conduct these audits? I Most would think so. Definitely. Yes. Okay, and if you're a small business, right, you may not get a full-blown post award audit. DCA even has this, you know, a, a non major accounting system audit program that's a little minor. In addition, if you've never gotten an accounting system audit done before, there's this thing called Standard Form SF 1408, pre order survey of prospective contractors' accounting system. To see, this is almost like a kick in the tire to see if your accounting system is in place or is designed or to be ready for. Accounting for cost reversible contract, but this is not an audit. The, the 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 this is just a survey that they conduct. Okay? All right?
0: Well, all right, we're kind of running out of time, so let me wrap this up. So if I am a um, contractor and I'm running across this audit, what is what one word of advice or one piece of advice you'd give them to prepare for it?
1: Proactiveness. Okay. Stay ahead of the game because you wait until they schedule an entrance conference, I would say it's late, too late. You need to do a gap assessment of where you are today, right? That's two things you need to see where you are today. Design aspect to see if you have all the policies and procedures in place to conform to all the requirements, and see if if you do have adequate design. See if your folks are following your policies and procedures and internal controls. Do that well in advance of the audit because if you do have holes, policies, and compliance,
0: you need to fix them as soon as possible so that you're prepared for the the accounting system audit that's
1: coming up. One last comment though. What is the one thing that we'd like to do when we do our system demonstration? Hit it out of the park. You need to be able to demonstrate that your system is awesome during the Mm -hmm. demonstration it's like, well, on a first date, right? Jackie, if, I, if my hair is messed up, my clothes kind of raggy and I'm smelly, I'm not going to leave a good impression. First right? impressions are important. Definitely. So hit it out of the park during your system demonstration.
0: Excellent. Thank you both for joining me this afternoon and uh, talking about accounting systems. If some of our listeners want to get a hold of either one of you uh, or at Edge, how would they do so?
1: Most definitely. So um, rather than giving my email address up, you can reach us through CapitalEdgeConsulting.com. Mm-hmm. You go on our website. There's my pictures up there, Jackie's pictures up there, and all our contact information is there. And also it uh, 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 provides really good basis for information on what kind of services we provide.
0: Well, we appreciate your time here at FedPubs. They teach our classes such as incurred cost emission, DCA, business systems, and internal controls. Among other courses. So I hope to see you back in our classes soon and hope to see our listeners in our classes soon and take our classes. Thank you all for listening. This is uh, the the Hub Seminars uh, episode and we will.